0: Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen and today I have Jessica Hoke on with us. She is from Moxie Malas, and uh, we just met at a networking event uh, a few weeks ago, and I'm so excited to get to know her more and introduce her to everyone that listens. So welcome to the show, Jessica. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was great meeting at the event. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I want to know and just kind of know a little bit more about your background and hear how, um, you know, before you even touch on the Malas, First off, your yoga background—how you got interested into yoga and how that kind of presented itself in your life.
1: Yeah, that was really interesting. I um, was a long-distance runner and a soccer player at the time, and snowboarding—all really like intense sports and action and go-go-go. And I was just on the treadmill one day, and I saw a yoga class at the gym. I was like, I wonder what that is. You know, like, hmm. You know, so I took a yoga class at. at, It was at like an LA Fitness or something, and I I lay down. And the first thing she says is there is nobody needing or wanting anything. There's no competition or judgment here. And I just started crying. (laughs) And I was like, like, wow, I don't know if I've ever been told that before. And then I experienced my first yoga class and guided meditation of my life. And I, I left changed. I literally went up to her and was like, how do I do what you do? I want more of this. (laughs) Mm. And so that's amazing. And then I went through my, I did a, A training with yoga fit which was just like a weekend thing and I think about when I my early days of teaching and I just think oh I'm so thankful for the patience of those people (laughs) you know but I did go on to do my 200 and then my 500 and I've been a yoga and meditation meditation teacher for 12 years now Mm.
0: yes and I totally can relate to the looking back like wow I have yeah. came a long way from where <laughs> I was when I started and thankfully exactly. so. <laughs> right. Exactly. So then you kind of added in and, uh, Malas, and that's kind of your, you know, your business. And as we talked about this event, um, and even just before we started recording, like this is a big part of your business and this is a big time of year for you. So mm-hmm. share with us how that came to be and how you introduced that into, um, teaching yoga and what your evolution looks like now. Yeah, definitely. I've always been an artist
1: and I've always been like working with my hands and creating and designing. I have a degree in fashion design and development and um, I've a passion for like color and then stones and crystals. And when I found yoga, it really rocked my world and everything kind of changed and everything became more meaningful really and more intentional. And I wanted. To be able to give gifts that were really meaningful and intentional and a reflection of that practice and so i started by just making them as gifts for people and then um, people were noticing them and wanting them for themselves as well and i so i started selling them and it's kind of just had this natural progression and they really were created as a vehicle for this broader message of healing empowerment and personal transformation mm, i love that and if people are listening they're like okay. Mala, what what is a mala? Yeah, that's that's my number one question. So, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, so mala is actually a Sanskrit word, which is a language that the Yoga Sutras were written in, and it stands for or it translates to garland. So, it's a garland of beads, and traditionally, it's a japa mala, J A P A. Um, And japa means an utterance or a murmuration. So you're uttering your mantras or your intentions while you turn the beads and your beads are really, the mala is used as a counter for how many times you've said your um, mantra or your intention. I I love
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also have, um, you know, you make bracelets as well. Are those also called malas?
1: You know, people do call them malas, but they're not. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) They, they can be, it's just because it's a garland of beads, but it's not a traditional mala in the sense that you would use it um, specifically for counting your, your mantras in your meditation practice. Um, the bracelets were very much about creating something that was a little more accessible because I find that the yoga practice and meditation can be very intimidating for people and a pretty bracelet is very approachable and it's a great way to introduce them to the idea of living with intention.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I, I have one of her bracelets. I got one at her event and they are gorgeous. So highly recommend checking out her work. Um, yeah. and I want to know, um, I, I know, cause you told me to do this and I was kind of like, <laughs> okay, of course, you know, I know how to pick these out, but sometimes, um, you know, we just want yeah. that wisdom from someone else, but if people are listening and maybe they're very new to this work and they're like, how do I go about, you know, cause you have hundreds of different bracelets and um, I'm sure Malas <laughs> as well that you could choose from. And people might be like, oh my gosh, where do I even start? Like, do I read all of the slips about what they, you know, try to embark in us or, you know, should you go intuitively, you know, how do you guide people around that?
1: Yeah, definitely follow your intuition always (laughs) for the first part. Like if you're drawn to something, we are drawn to what we're drawn to for a reason. Like our intuition is saying this will serve you now. Our energy needs this support. However, that can be a very vague answer (laughs) And people like, wow, that's great. (laughs) I would say really think about where do you feel like you need support in your life right now? You know, where do you feel like you're wanting to... Um, bring more energy into it. And then you can start there. And on the website, we have it sorted by different intentions. So, like, let's say you're trying to bring in more peace into your life, there's a variety of bracelets for that, or a variety of malas for that. Or maybe you're stepping into your power for the first time in your life and you're like, I, I want to shine. I have a bracelet called Shine, you know, and one for third chakra, which is about our light and our personal power. And so it, it goes more so with what you're looking to create in your life.
0: And then you had said intention. Um, and I would love to kind of tap into like, how do you start your day with intention every day? Do you use your malas and do you do a mantra practice?
1: I do use my malas. Um, I don't always, to be honest, I do not always have a mantra practice with it. There are times when I meditate and it is a very useful tool to bring my mind back to that still place. Like if my mind is all over the place, I can use the mala and a mantra to really come back to center. And then there's other times where I feel like it can be distracting for me, mm-hmm. but in the, in the morning, I do have a movement practice and a meditation practice. And then I actually pull cards as well in the morning, Oracle cards for tarot. And so I really try to set the tone for my day by tapping into what is my desired um, outcome of the day. You know what what do I want this day to bring kind of thing?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we start mm-hmm. our days very similarly. Do you? <laughs> yep. I'm like, yep, all of that. And um, mm-hmm. and I have, a, I have a mantra practice that I had to do with one of my mala beads um, that my okay. teacher had given to me. And that mm-hmm. was my first time. Otherwise I hadn't actually used my mala before I, I had one. I just never yeah. used it. Yeah, um, like it. A lot of people so do. Let, yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you recommend wearing them or do you recommend you know, just as your mantra practice?
1: There are different styles of uh, malas. I would say if you have a traditional japa mala, where it's all one stone or all one wood all the way around, and you're really using that in your mantra practice, I would keep that in your sacred space. So like if you have a meditation space or, you know, a place where you practice, I would keep it there. Or you can wear it under your clothes. Or what will happen too is you can meditate with it. And then when you're done, you can wear it while you're still meditating to really soak in the energy of that mantra. Otherwise the other style, which is the kind that we make a lot are the ones that are created for uh, a specific intention based on the energy of the stones and the crystals. So if you're wearing the mala as um, a, a crystal energy practice where you are using the energy of the stones and the crystals to bring balance and remind you of what you're working on, definitely you can wear that you know, and
0: have it as you know, over your clothes or under your clothes, that's up to you. So I want to dive into that with the energy and the energy of the stones. Um, and it's something that I've experienced um, from different bracelets that I have with different crystals and the energy that they, um, you know, kind of invoke in myself. So mm-hmm. can you speak a little bit about that? Maybe for people who might be skeptical or like, really, can, can a stone really help me? Um, can you share maybe a bit about your experience with that? Absolutely.
1: I very much feel connected to stones and crystals, and it could be because I work with them every day. It's my career, you know, (laughs) to work with stones and crystals. Um, I would say if you're feeling, well, let's step back. So what is it? Why do we use stones and crystals? everything is vibration, right? Our energy, our chakras, our energy centers, they're all a vibration and stones and crystals are vibrations. The difference is that our energy is very light and it dances with our mind. So our mind follows our energy, our energy follows our mind and it's ebbing and flowing with all of the input from life and our reaction to it. Whereas stones and crystals, they have their own vibration and they, they keep that tune that vibration always because it's a stone or a crystal. It doesn't have this mind of, and reaction to the world around it. So when you're bringing that vibration near your vibration, we're practicing something called entrainment where two rhythms are going to synchronize with each other. And so it's helping to bring us back to that midpoint, whether our energy is underactive or overactive, it's bringing us back to that midpoint. Now, if I say something like that and you're like, I yeah, right. That's, there's no way, right? I mean, I get that a lot. People are like, yeah, okay. You, I will, you, know? uh, you also have to look at it as if you are wearing something that has stones and crystals on it and you are wearing it for a specific intention. And when you look at it, it reminds you of your intentions and it focuses your mind on that. Your mind and what you focus on is your strongest asset and is what's going to change your life. So if you are using the bracelet as a tool just to remind yourself of what you're working on, regardless of whether it's, you know, energetically supporting you or not, you know, whether you believe it is or not, it it's doing its job, you know, cause if your mind is intentional, then that's where the change is going to happen.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I mean, I've had experience wearing, them. Um, like, I have a uh, one that's got it's purple and white, which there's an amethyst and mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the white one is. Um, I probably have it written down somewhere, but it's one that I've worn for years now. And it's one that I feel like it just connects me. If I want to go to an event or if I go out in public, I just feel really grounded with it on. And um, I have another one and it's blue. And then I have one that's a green color. So I have like three different ones. Uh And they were, I can really feel the difference between the energies depending on which one I'm wearing. And then I got one from you and I'm like, Oh yeah. So I ended up with the sacral chakra and I'm like, Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. I I can Mm -hmm. feel it awakening when I wore that. And I'm like, this is, it's just fun to play with and just kind of notice, like, how does my energy play with this? And it's something that, you know, even if people are like, Oh, I don't, Does, is it really work? Have a journal, you know, write down your experience after wearing it and just kind Mm -hmm. of really use that as your own detective work on like, how does this affect me? And then how does this, you know, stone affect me? And if I pair them together, what's going on? Um, Is -hmm. that stuff that you kind of play with with your own energy? Like, is there some that you're like, oh yeah, I can't go near that one. Cause it provokes (laughs) so much inside of me.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I
0: can't wear tiger eyes.
1: That's one thing. And I I don't like telling people that because people are like, I'm not going to wear tiger eyes either. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I mean, because it can be really, it can really serve. But when I wear it, I get a pounding headache and I get tension, like in the back of my neck and my jaw. And I'm like, hmm, so we're not going to wear that one. But it's, I think that when you talk about how you're really in tune with the differences in those stones and those crystals, when you're wearing them or using them, I think that comes with self-awareness too. The more that you tune into the rhythms of your body and your energy, and the more you tune into your reaction to the world around you, you'll definitely start to notice those subtle energies and subtle shifts
0: when you are working with stones and crystals. Mm. So Mm -hmm. you mentioned the chakras and I would love to know, um, we have not talked about them in a really long time here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, with people who might not know, they maybe have heard of them, but they're not exactly sure. Can you share a little bit about, you know, maybe how you use those, um, you know, in making your malas and in your bracelets, um, and then just maybe overall in general, what are the chakras?
1: Sure. I'm like, Ooh,
0: that's a big one. I know. (laughs) I teach a
1: two-hour workshop on what are the chakras. (laughs) Um, We'll do the TED Talk version. I like it. Yeah. We'll (laughs) we'll boil it down. It's all good. So. Um, I definitely use the energy of the chakras because the stones and crystals are vibrating with alongside those chakras and each of our energy centers or these main energy centers, because we have thousands of them, but these seven main energy centers called the chakras each have to do and with and govern a certain area of our life, or I shouldn't say govern, but react to certain areas of our life. So just a brief overview from the bottom up, we have seven chakras starting at our pelvic floor, the base of our spine area. And this is our root chakra. This is our foundation, right? Our home, our health, our family. And then we move up into second chakra, our hips. This is going to be our creativity, our sensuality, sexuality, our emotional center. Um, And then we come up into Our solar plexus, which is just below the ribs, just above the belly button. And this is our city of jewels or our sacred gem. This is our light we bring into the world. This is our confidence, our self-esteem, our personal power. And all three of those chakras have to do with our external experience in the world. And then we come up into our heart chakra, Anahata. And this energy center is all love. And it's the center of the seven. We have 108 energy lines that move throughout our Um, heart chakra cleansing everything in love right and then we move up into our throat chakra and our throat chakra is all about it's our throat our jaw our teeth our ears this is all about um, personal expression whether that's written words spoken art any way that your internal world is being expressed outwardly and then we come up to our third eye chakra, the space between our eyebrows. And this is um, our energy center of intuition. It's that inner compass that's always pointing you north and it will never lead you astray. And then we come up to our crown chakra, which is just above our head. So it's not actually the top of our head, but right above it. And this is our energy center that connects us to something bigger than ourselves. And I love this about the energy centers and about chakras and all of this work and in all of the writings, it does not define what that bigger than ourselves is. So energy is available to everyone. And that something bigger can be God, universe, source, goddess, nature, humanity. It's anything that reminds you that you are part of the bigger whole, that you are not alone. And when we are using the stones and crystals, we can look at those different areas in our life and think, oh, is this out of balance? Where do I feel like I need support? And like, like you said, the sacral chakra, let's say we're feeling a little bit like we're not connected to our creativity or this we've lost the spark of joyfulness or playfulness or um, you know, our sensuality, that kind of thing. Uh, we can work with stones like carnelian and sunstone, goldstone, things like that to open back up into That energy center of the sacral chakra. Or maybe we need help with balancing the emotions. You know, that's also sacral chakra or processing them. So then you would use the stones and crystals in that way.
0: Well, I did not know that. The processing the emotions that like ties back to the Dharma code that I set back in January this year. I love it. And you
1: picked (laughs) that one.
0: (laughs) And I had no, I was like, no, I don't want to. But I was like, you know, like I read the card and I was like, really this one, I don't, I feel like I don't need to work on this, but like I totally did. And I've been told Mm -hmm. this at a Reiki session before. And so I'm like, of course I'm drawn to this one. And orange is usually not the color I'm drawn to. So it was just really interesting. And of course, you know, that's why I'm such a big fan of trusting your intuition and Mm
1: -hmm. diving in
0: there and just knowing like, yes, this is for me. Even if I'm like, I don't know if it really is. And you, sometimes we reject that. And that's what I tell people too, with Oracle yeah. cards, you know, you pull mm-hmm. a card and you're like, mm, no, I don't like that. Even though a couple of days later, you're like, yeah, yeah, really, I did need that message. It's coming. Yeah. Through again, sometimes <laughs> the
1: truth is hard to hear.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. <sighs> Mm -hmm. So with the chakras, um, is there any way that like you personally work with them? Do you wear like a certain one, like maybe your root chakra, you know, one day, or is it something that you're again, intuitively drawn to like, Ooh, I, my, you know, my sacral chakra is really off. I need to wear that one today.
1: Yeah, definitely. I wear right now. I am wearing a root chakra one every day because it feels really grounding and really stabilizing. And actually it feels like, um, like when I hold it in my hand, I feel like a breath of fresh air, like, mm. like this lightness that washes over me. And I'm like, hmm, I'm going to wear that one. <laughs> mm. you know. And then, you know, personally, I've been working on some health stuff. And so I've been wearing that sacral chakra. I, I um, all those carnelian, those beautiful orange stones. I've been working on that too. And so, yeah. And then I think it just depends on, you know, what are you doing? Like, if I'm giving a big presentation into, in front of a lot of people, I will wear like blue kyanite or sodalite or something like that to help my communication be clear and intentional and full of compassion and truth, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. -hmm. Yeah. So if people, so my, I'm going to tie in some little Ayurveda threads here. So since we're kind of in that Vata time of year and Mm -hmm. you know, the, the scatteredness, the, um, just kind of all over the place, what would be the best kind of crystals to be looking for? You know, if people are going to be like, Hey, I'm going to hop on your website and just see what she has. And they really are in search of that Vata pacifying, um, you know, stones, what would they be looking for?
1: you would wanna be looking for root chakra stones. So things that are a little bit darker, like the blacks and deep reds are gonna be really grounding and stabilizing. And also a stone like mukite is fantastic. It's the stone of the here and now. Uh, so we're not worrying about the future or the past. It keeps our mind focused on the present. And it's also considered a Jasper. So Jaspers in general are very earth energy, that Kapha energy and help
0: to ground you back down. And then what about like a Pitta? So someone's like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm so Pitta, I'm intense. I'm sharp. Judgment Mm -hmm. can be the thing that throws them off. Um, what would they be looking for? (laughs) I have a bracelet
1: called, I just can't even,
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is,
1: it's all, you want to look for lighter stones. You want to look for things that are rose quartz would be great because rose quartz reminds you of love and compassion. Aquamarine is a a stone of deep calm and peace and helps to kind of cool the flames, right? So I have bracelets called ease or deep breath. I just can't even, um, peace within things like this that are going to really, um, calm the fire. Rather than, so like things that would aggravate that are going to be things like tiger eye. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it just clicked. That's why (laughs) I'm a big time pizza. I cannot add this to the fire. (laughs) Um, Tiger eye, carnelian, goldstone, like all these really warming, citrine is going to be really fiery and um, really warm you up and get you going. So you're going to want to look for those um, cooler, lighter stones.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. Cause I'm pitta, but my vata tends to go out of balance. So I'm like, Oh, this is probably why this I, cause I know the carnelians in the, the one that I have. So I'm like, Oh, that's interesting, but it probably helps my vata come mm-hmm. down and it doesn't increase yeah. that pitta side of myself. So makes sense yeah. for me. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome.
1: And yeah, then we'll- I'm wearing carnelian, but I tend to go into kapha when I'm overloaded.
0: And so it's mm. like,
1: Oh yeah, let's just keep this moving.
0: <laughs> that makes sense too. So then finally with that cough, if people are feeling, maybe they're feeling stuck and stagnant, especially as we get into the, like the late winter season, when people, and we know we're both in Minnesota, it's cold, Mm -hmm. it's dark. And they just need some like, up. let's me, let me get going here. What would they be looking for? I love citrine.
1: Citrine is fantastic for that. Also garnet. So garnet is actually a stone of the root chakra in a way that it sets a really strong foundation, but then re-energizes all seven chakras. So it's a, it's like a really great balanced energy. It's a stone of passion and drive and stability. So
0: that's a good one. I love that. So I just read that. And I'm like, Oh, I, I had a podcast, a solo one. And I read it as Garnett because Kevin Garnett was my favorite basketball player of oh. all time. And so every time I'm like, I cannot see it as I have to say Garnett. Like I can't Garnett. I have to slow myself down Garnett. That's my, it's that's all my- about context. Right. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there again, there's the, there's the Vata. I need to get my grounding on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to know, um, you know, kind of finally you, I know you do workshops on these and, um, you know, you do them locally here. People are listening and they're in, um, you know, Minnesota, do you do virtual ones on these at all or no?
1: You know, I do right now. It's, um, been a little crazy, so we're not doing them right now, but come January to set intentions for the new year, I definitely will be hosting a couple of virtual workshops
0: for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perfect. Um, and if people are interested and they're like, oh, maybe they're, you know, studio owners themselves. Um, is this something that you can come into people's studios and teach this? Or even, I know you had said you did it with, was it a hospital that you came in and did it with nurses or, um, you know, big places. Yeah, I did it with a um, OBGYN group
1: and it was their ladies day and I came in and I can facilitate up to 240 people and I think there were like, two, I think there were 225 there that day so we, we have got a team at Moxie Mallows and we'd love to create community within our community activity within those communities and um, I have a lot of fun teaching, I love teaching and I love sharing the message of personal empowerment and healing and tools to do all of that right. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. So if people want to buy one, where can they connect with you at, um, you know, your website, social
1: media.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Moxie is the best way to look and see what we have to offer. We have a lot of stuff on there about, we have a Moxie monthly bracelet club. So each month I create a new bracelet and we, um, we have a different intention that goes with that with a Facebook group and everything. So if you're really wanting to work and dive into intentions, that's another way of doing that. Um, yeah, otherwise we're on Instagram and newly on TikTok, but don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: have not done that yet. So I I worked about it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh. Well, I would just have one final question for you. So every week I like to throw out a weekly challenge at the end. And when I have a guest on, I have you throw out a weekly challenge to all the listeners. So what would you like that to be this week?
1: Mm, yes. My challenge is that for the first five minutes of your morning. When you open your eyes, don't look at anything, don't do anything and just breathe and become very aware of the present moment and what you want your day to be like Mm. and really like breathe into that first (laughs) and then do whatever you want, (laughs) you know?
0: Oh, I love that slowness. I mean, just the slowing down. We need space. We need some space. Mm. So I know you also have, before I forgot to, you have a discount code for all the listeners if they're interested in snagging one of your, um, you know, your malas or your bracelets and that discount code is peaceful 15. And so yes. if they go to your website, they'll be able to enter that there. If they find any bracelets that entice them.
1: Exactly. Yep. So just, you'll have to click checkout first and then it'll have a spot for a discount code and yeah, put that in there. And that's my way of saying, Hey, thanks for listening and checking us out.
0: Love it. Oh. Well, thank you Jessica. I know this is super busy time of the year for you, so thank you for making time for coming on Absolutely. and sharing out your beautiful again, highly recommend. These are gorgeous bracelets and malas. So, thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thanks again, and everyone, go out there and spread your peaceful power.